Hey friends, on this episode of the Danny Morell Show, we talk about wellness, which is something that all of us right now want to figure out how we can gain, right? And the reality is, is that wellness is not exactly what we think. It's not just being well in our bodies, it's being well in our mind and our emotions. And that's why um, I brought on my good friend, my mentor, my doctor, Dr. Bernard Meltzer, to talk to many of our audience about what it takes to improve our immunological system so that in case we get sick, in case whatever happens, we're able to beat it, right? It was attended by over 400 of you, which, you know, if you don't know, I've invited all of you to join all of our training classes live absolutely for free till April 1st. And uh, I got to tell you, you are in for a life-altering treat. This is a podcast you're going to want to share with every human being you know, because it is that life-changing. Enjoy. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh get started by just sharing with you where this idea came from. This is something that we do called our monthly live. And on a daily basis, we practice our role play, which in times like this, you can tell in the morning, this morning's call, it, it wasn't necessarily a role play. It was like, a, like, a, like, let's get our minds straight. And sometimes we need that, right? Um, and then we have our weekly sales meeting, which is tomorrow, Thursday. You're all invited to that. It's our, our, our weekly sales meeting. And then we have our Sunday evening message. So Sunday evening, you're going to be sitting with me and I'm going to be giving, give, give, getting your mind right for the week, which, you know, more than ever right now, guys, we really, really need this. But then about a, a little over, uh, I would say six months ago, I instituted something called the, uh, the monthly live. And it's a live session where all of the people that we coach in our program, Daniel Demand, in our program Launch, in our program Leverage, here in the company at Intero, all of the people get together for a monthly live training. And so I thought to myself that for today, with this being such an important and critical time for us right now, that I would introduce you to the man who, for me, for me personally, has me feeling uh, confident, um, assured, has helped put me in a position of immunological power and strength. Um, and, and quite frankly, I feel unstoppable, quite frankly. And this individual, I respect him immensely because not only does he believe what he believes, he actually, like, he actually does it, right? I'm gonna let you tell him, I'm gonna let him tell you uh, his, his story. But I want to introduce you and get this thing started. Uh, and I want to introduce Mr. Not Mr. Doctor, my friend, my life coach, uh, my doctor, Dr. Bernard Meltzer. Doctor, you there? I'm right here. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing well. How about yourself, Danny? Nice to see you. Good to see you as well. I told you we were going to have a nice audience for you. And, uh, and I, I hope that we make a, a huge impact on people's lives today. That's great. So, Doc, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Because it's interesting, Doc. You know, today and age, and age it's, it's kind of interesting how the human mind works to me sometimes. You know, it's like when negative news is put out there, people buy it right away. But then anytime positive news is out there, it, it's, it seems to me like people second guess, you know? And so I just want to hear from you. Tell them about your background, your medical background. Tell us who you are. <laughs> Well, Dave, thanks for that sweet introduction. I appreciate it. And I enjoy being part of your life and being there for you. And I'm very impressed with how you've grown and how strong you've become over the last couple of years. 
you know, basically I'm a physician and surgeon trained as a doctor. I did my surgical training at UCLA. I was in my surgical residency for a couple of years at University of California, San Diego. Then I came in, then I became impassioned with health and wellness and fitness and nutrition. So somewhere in the early 70s, I switched over to become a doctor of preventive medicine. So basically my focus, you know, whether you want to call me a wellness coach, energy coach, success coach, bottom line, I'm basically a doctor of preventive medicine. And my interest is specifically in empowering people, folks like yourself and your people to give you tools and strategies to stay well for the rest of your life. Because what I've learned as a physician, you know, traditional medicine is really about taking care of people that are ill. And so medical doctors basically specialize in disease. Well, you know, say I'm more of a specialist in wellness. So the point is I'm interested in people being well, upbeat, positive, fulfilled, happy, strong, fit, conscious, you know, making a difference in their lives, but really living a life to fulfillment, shooting for wellness. And, you know, so what does it take to really be well? Now, a lot of folks really, of course, you know, for many people, they consider wellness to be the absence of illness. But wellness is a process all to itself. It's strength, it's clarity, it's fitness, it's enthusiasm, it's passion. As you pointed out earlier, it's about positivity and learning how to live in a positive mindset, how to create abundance in the face of negativity. Now, we all know that there's going to be stress and negativity. That's a fact. But the most important thing I want to make sure everybody out here understands is that you can make a huge difference in your life by taking an active role in building up your immune system. That's really what we're being talking about today. So my specialty is immune power. Now, let me be clear about what that means. So everybody has an immune system. The immune system is your defense, is your ability to defend yourself against illness, your ability to defend yourself against the virus, your ability to defend yourself against negativity in the environment. It's basically your internal military. So when you think of the government, you think of the military the government has, well, the purpose of the military is to defend the country. And that's exactly the way it works. The military to the country, you know, how that works is the same thing as the immune system to the person's body. Now, let me share this with all your, with all your folks, because I'm sure most of your people who follow you and work with you are either successful or aspiring to create more success. The single greatest obstacle, the single greatest obstacle to ongoing success for you people out there, once you learn the system, whether it's Danny's system, how he teaches you how to make a substantial living, but once you learn your technique, once you have your know-how, once you have your skill set, the single greatest obstacle to your continued success could be physical illness or physical burnout. Right. Now, the reason I say that, uh, are we okay here? Can you see me? Yeah, I don't know why. Maria Ramirez, you're showing your screen. I don't know why. <laughs> hang on one second here. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Now, are we better now? Yeah. You got me? Uh, I got you. Yes. Okay. So, so what I want to tell folks is this. The good news is this that you can enrich, you can empower, and you can accelerate, expand, purify, and develop your immune system. That's something we all can learn how to do. The reason it's critical is because in my judgment, the greatest obstacle to success over the next 20 to 30 years is going to be metabolic burnout, fatigue, stress, high tension, bodily you know, issues, restlessness, anxiety, depression, things of that nature. See, these are pervasive in the culture. So we have an epidemic of burnout in the culture. Now, burnout always precedes illness. So I call it dis-ease. Dis-ease typically precedes disease. And how do you know you have burnout? Well, you have burnout if you have fatigue, you're feeling high stress, if you have what's called attention fatigue syndrome. It's pretty common as everybody understands what that's all about. 
So the purpose of immune power is to establish an internal military that will keep you well, that will keep you strong, that will keep you positive, but most important, will defend you against the inflammation that could incur from environments, from stress, from people, et cetera. So really the, the main thing, Danny, for me, is that I want people to have a system, a technique, a plan, a program that will allow them to stay well, thrive, and prevent disease. And see, most folks, you see, they kind of play it by ear. In other words, you know, they feel pretty good. And it's interesting, it's not until people sometimes get ill, just like people that are dying. When people are dying, they're searching for God. When people are ill, they're searching for health. But I, it has to be proactive. So basically what I want everybody to know is this, that you can make a huge difference in your life by learning the fundamentals of wellness and learning how to build up your immune system. So I wanna go into the strategies and, and the basics on that today. Would that be something that I think we can cover? Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And doctor, you said so much right there. You said so much that I want to I want to just kind of take a pause real sure, fast sure. to address certain things that you said that might have gone whoop, right over people's yeah, let's head. Go, let's so, do it. So, so the first thing you said was, you know, modern medicine versus preventative medicine. Okay, modern medicine. Okay. And modern medicine and, and the way, you know, the other day I made a statement I, and, and people think I'm crazy, but I made a statement that said, uh, I, I, I give me a, a human being who is, is vigorous, is vital, and wants to learn how to heal themselves. I'll take that over a modern doctor any day. And it's because the modern doctor just uh, uh, addresses the issue or, or, or the disease or the symptom, not the underlying issue. That's a major difference than what you do. Could you explain that? Okay, that's a great point. Okay, conventional medicine is about treating illness and treating disease. So your conventional physician is trained to detect breakdown. That's what they look for. In other words, they look for breakdown, they look for severe illness, the testing, the x-rays, the CAT scans, the MRIs, whatever it is, is to detect disease. Now, if once they don't detect an illness, see, here's what happens. Like anything else, things go in stages. You know, if you think of a report card from A, B, C, D to F, a is your optimal health, B is good health, C and D are your burnout zones, and F is your failure. So doctors pretty much are looking for F. They're making sure that you don't have heart failure, liver failure, kidney failure, cancer, et cetera. Now, once their tests verify that you don't have those illnesses, it's a kind of a pass-fail system. Now, the truth is most folks are burned out, fatigue, stress, weight gain, anxiety, restlessness, et cetera. So those don't show up in the test. No physician can measure your serum happiness level. No physician can measure your serum success level. No physician can manage your serum fulfillment level. There is no blood test for serum enlightenment level, but there are blood tests for illness and there are x-rays for that. So the, the traditional doctors focused on breakdown. If you're not in breakdown, he feels like he's done his job. Now, preventive medicine is just the opposite. Preventive medicine is an integrative process, a process of making sure you're whole and fit and happy and have the tools to maintain a positive thriving lifestyle for the rest of your life. You know, I have a saying, make time for wellness, your illness makes time for you. So you have to have a program or a system. You can, you know, make time for success or failure makes time for you. You can conceive any way you want. But preventive medicine is about preventing disease. The simplest way to understand it graphically is that conventional doctors are downstream taking the wounded bodies out of the river. Doctors of preventive medicine are upstream trying to keep people from getting into the river. And so that's really what we're talking about because you see once, go ahead, once you have this, your quality of life changes. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, 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 and here's the other thing. 
preventive medicine focuses on the person where conventional medicine focuses on the, on the condition. So mm -hmm. nowadays with technology and artificial intelligence, I mean, what we're learning is that, you know, computers can read MRIs and CAT scans better than doctors. Computers can read and can diagnose better than doctors. Robotic surgery can be more precise than a, than a human surgery. So artificial intelligence is really taking over the medical profession. It's just like, you know, when you call someone on the phone, a business, and they have, here are your following options, menus, you know, it's, it's dehumanized is what I'm trying to say. It's depersonalized and dehumanized. Okay, medical so doctors are trained to look at a condition. Doctors of preventive or integrative medicine are looking at the person and trying to help them with their lifestyle. Right. I love it. And so, and so what I hear you saying, Doc, is that, you know, what we really need to look at is the underlying issue. Sometimes it's emotional issue. Sometimes it's uh, relationship stress. Sometimes it's eating habits. And all of these things cause the, the one thing that makes us susceptible to illness, which is inflammation. That's correct. So talk to us about inflammation. Okay. Well, let's back up just one moment now in terms of preventive medicine and integrative medicine. So let's, the way you do, the way you go about it, just imagine if you were the commander in chief of the armed forces and your responsibility was to build a military to protect your country. So, you know, you'd have to have an army, a Navy, an air force and Marines, and then you'd have to develop your army, Navy, air force and Marines. And it's the same thing, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So army, Navy, air force, Marines, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. So a doctor of integrative medicine wants to make sure you have physical health and physical wellness and physical strength and positivism, mental strength and mental wellness, emotional strength, emotional wellness, spiritual strength, spiritual wellness, and then integrating all those. See, then putting those all together. So if you're, if you're the commander in chief, you have your army, you have your Navy, you have your Air Force, you have your Marines, but then they have to work together. So that's the idea. It's integrative medicine means bringing together your physical strength, your mental strength, your emotional strength and your spiritual strength. Now here's what's interesting. Everybody has an immune system, like everybody has a biceps or a calf muscle, like everybody has a mind, but has everybody developed their biceps? Has everybody developed their calf muscle? Has everybody developed their mind? So same thing with the immune system. So everybody has an immune system, but it's a network. I mean, you can't put your finger on it. I call it a tangible intangible. It's a network of energy that you create by bringing together your mind and body, your heart and your soul. Mm -hmm. So the first point is you have to, before we get to the concept of inflammation, I want to make sure people understand the only way to build an empire, an empire of wellness is by having physical strength, mental strength, emotional strength, and spiritual strength, and learning how to bring those together into a daily lifestyle. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Doc, I need you to stop. Okay. Every, every, say that again slowly. I want everybody to write this down. This is very important. Physical strength. Physical strength. Uh -huh. Which is going to be which which you're going to get from your exercise and your nutrition, right? Emotional mental strength, mental strength, which is going to come from your attitude, your belief systems, and how you think or not positive. Hopefully, think learning how to think positively instead of negatively. Right. But beliefs and attitudes and expectations get into the mental strength, mm -hmm. emotional strength. How loving, how caring, how much love you generate, how much love you create in the in this world how heartfelt your, your connection is to yourself and to others, mm -hmm. and spiritually, what the path of your soul is, how your soul is developed. So the, the program has to cover all factors. It has to cover physical strength through nutrition and exercise, mental strength through positive thinking, mm -hmm. emotional strength by being in touch with your heart and soul, spiritual strength through meditation, etc. So, So like I said, just like a military, for example, if I said to you, 
we have a strong army, but an average Navy and okay Marines and an average, you know, Air Force, what would you say about our military? Uh, if it's average, we're susceptible. Okay. And that's what I want to make clear to people. We're living in a time where you can't be average. Mm -hmm. We're living in a time where you can't be mediocre. We're living in a time where you can't be ordinary. Now, let me tell you why. Because if you're average, ordinary, and mediocre, your immune system is going to wear out. You have to have immunological superiority. Now, you can't have immunological superiority without training and conditioning. So if you're a general in the, in the military and you have a bunch of soldiers, they're not sitting around playing poker and drinking beer during the day. They're conditioning. They're mm -hmm. training. If you go to Navy SEALs right now, they're training. So, right. you know, for what? For whatever. And that's the way the immune system has to be. You have to condition, train, and discipline your mind and body so that you're ready for whatever, whether it's a virus or an outbreak or an environmental poison or chemical warfare. You see, I, I think the thing with the coronavirus is very interesting, and I'll tell you why it ties into everything we're talking about. Because, see, the generals of the medical profession who are running the show, they pretty much are focusing on how to prevent the spread of the virus. Mm -hmm. That's their focus, you know, isolation, com containment, social uh, distancing, et cetera. But what I need everybody to understand is that's only part of the equation. The more important part of the equation is how to prevent the impact of the virus on your body. The strategy to avoid the virus is helpful, but the more important strategy is what are you going to do once the virus impacts your body? And of course, that's what it comes down to your immune system. So I want to emphasize again, everybody has an immune system, but unless it's developed, it won't turn into immune power. If you have a military, if you have a military of, of, of militia and you have Marines and you have people in the Navy, but they're not training, they're not conditioning. I mean, okay, like a simple example. You want to become a Kung Fu expert. You want to be a karate expert. Well, you know, you got to go work at it. You know, you have to spend a couple of three, four years before you became a black belt. You practice every day, you see. So what I'm saying is everybody has an immune system. Everybody has immune powers. And that's what we're talking about. Okay, Doc, so I want everybody to pay attention and I want everybody to look up because I'm going to show you something to give you an example of the difference between having a powerful immune system and a weak immune system. As, as I'm sitting here taking notes, guys, Dr. Meltzer said physical strength, right, which is what you do with your body. Mental strength, mental strength with what, what you do with your mind. Emotional strength, which is being in touch with your emotions and spiritual strength. This is your soul connection. And the first thing I thought when Dr. Meltzer, this is for men, all of you men out there, pay attention. Women as well, obviously, but men in particular, we have a very difficult time with this one thing that Dr. Meltzer said. Dr. Meltzer said, emotional strength, how much love you're putting out into the world. I'll tell you right now, for some of you men that have seen my transition in the last year or so, you guys have thought I was fucking crazy, straight up. Because I start posting things about love and about caring for people. Well, let me show you what crazy really is. I want all of you to pay attention. Dr. Meltzer, check this out. You all know my beautiful son, Aaron, obviously, right? You guys know Aaron, right? Mm -hmm. This was Aaron exactly two and a half years ago, okay? And sitting next to Aaron is someone I don't even know anymore. I don't know him anymore because when I look at this list, uh, Physical strength, I thought I had because I went to the gym every day. I didn't have it. Mental strength, I was always pretty mentally strong. I, I had it. Emotional strength, I didn't even know what the hell that was. I was emotionally bankrupt is what I was. Spiritual strength, 
Well, I, 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 quite frankly, I was bankrupt in that area as well. Now, listen to me very carefully, because when you talk about inflammation, you can see inflammation. You can see it. And you can see when people don't have it. Look at my face right now. Look at my face. Does it look inflamed? No. Doc, this is who I used to be. Hmm. You see that? Yeah. This was just two and a half years ago, people. Two and a half years ago. And if you would have asked me, Danny, do you have emotional strength? I would have said, yep, got that one figured out. Do you have mental strength? Oh, yeah, I'm really strong in that area. Do you have a, a spiritual strength? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, that's, that's an easy one. And as a result, are you susceptible to illness? Hell no, illness, I'm unstoppable. But the picture shows a different story. The picture shows, guys, that I was inflamed. My body was inflamed. I didn't even realize it at the time. And that's why this stuff is so important. Because I'm telling you right now, listen, if that Danny was alive right now, yeah, he better be scared of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. He better be scared. And, th and that's a great he, point. Right, you know what I'm saying, Doc? Because my immunological system was not healthy. I think what you're saying is very, 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 very insightful. Let me make that clear. The virus attacks and more likely will affect people that have inflammation in their system. The people that are well will not have a difficult time with this virus. But people that are in, have inflammation or burnout, fatigue, stress, high stress, tension, uh, you know, weight gain, anxiety, restlessness, depression, syndromes, they have inflammation. See, once your body has inflammation, your cells are inflamed. Now, what a virus does when it attacks your body, the first thing it has to do is it has to attach to a cell. What kind of a cell is it going to attach to? Well, let me tell you, the cells that are inflamed are the ones that it attaches to. So, you know, and just to complete the concept of inflammation, I believe inflammation is the root cause of illness. I agree with that. And I want everybody to know the two main causes of inflammation. The first common cause of inflammation is what I call nutritional stress or nutritional toxemia. You know, another word for inflammation would be toxins or poisons. In other words, if you go back to understanding it, we don't do pap smears anymore, but we used to do pap smears for women to prevent or you know, treat cervical cancer. And when you did a pap smear, you would scrape a woman's cervix with a little bit of a, a wooden uh, spoon, and then they would come back one to five. A pap one reading meant that the tissues were normal. A pap two reading meant there was early inflammation. A pap three, normal three, would be moderate inflammation. A PAP4 was advanced inflammation, and a PAP5, numeral five, was cancer. So you see how it goes? Mild inflammation, moderate inflammation, advanced inflammation, disease. Mm -hmm. So that's why when you're a healthy person, you declare war on inflammation. You declare a war on illness. You declare a war on negativism. And you declare a war on emotional and spiritual bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Because you, if, unless you have not just, you see, the main thing, Danny, what we're working on together and with your folks is this is a distinction between success and prosperity. There are a lot of people that can achieve success. And I wouldn't say a lot. There's, you know, nine to 10% of the population is successful. I don't mean in terms of their being a successful mother or father or, you know, successful, uh, you know, person. I'm talking about in their profession where they have generated, you know, substantial amounts of income and would considered be professionally successful. But prosperity is success plus health plus happiness. So if a person is successful, but they're not prosperous, 
you see? And the way that life works is the path of life on the left is a ditch of suffering and on the right is the, is the gardens of, of, of heaven and wellness, you see? So it depends which path you go on. If you go on to the, you turn to the left, you could fall into the ditch of suffering, anxiety, and stress. If you go to the right, you go into the path of abundance. So inflammation comes from nutritional stress and the other component of inflammation is emotional stress. So most folks are, in my opinion, overstressed and undernurtured. That's pretty much how I see it. And that's the background to get the flu and get any virus. Yeah. You know, yeah. overstressed, undernurtured. So and, and Doc, if I could if I could time out. And, the, and then the scariest thing, Doc, is so everybody remember that. The, 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 the path to inflammation is nutritional stress and emotional stress. This is very important because now we're gonna get deep and we're gonna start talking about how you can change your life. But I will tell you something. The scariest part, Doc, is that many of us walk around, we don't even realize we have nutritional stress because we just put things in our body that society says it's okay to put in your body. <laughs> well, we, don't even, we, don't, we don't even realize we have emotional stress because we've been dealing with emotional trauma for our entire lives right. and we haven't dealt with it. We haven't even tried to heal it. Well, that's a very good point. And I think what you're saying is that being well requires a certain elevation in consciousness. So let me just share with you quickly, like a bridge, what the four pillars, there are four pillars of the bridge to prosperity and wellness. Just like a bridge, you know, that goes across, the right. bridge is strong because of its pillars. And the one you, the first pillar is self-awareness. Mm. Self-awareness. The second pillar is nutritional know-how. The third pillar is physical fitness. And the fourth pillar is stress management. Now we have more advanced. Hold programs. on, hold on, hold on, Doc. Can you say that slowly, please? We're writing down self-awareness. The very first level of wellness are these four issues. These are the four pillars of the bridge. Number one, self-awareness. And what and what does that mean? I know okay. what it means, exactly but exactly what you're talking about. You're aware of who you are. You're aware of how you feel. You're aware of what you're thinking. See, we have an interesting challenge in our culture today because with all the technology and all the commercialization and manipulation with the electronic systems, you see. There are three classifications of people. There are human thinkings, there are human doings, and then there are a few human beings. See, a human being is in touch with how they feel, how they think, who they are, what their purpose is. They're in touch with their soul. They're in touch with their energy. They're in touch with their mood. They're in touch with their attitude. They're in touch with their life. See, self-awareness is based on a very simple principle. You have two choices. You can, the philosophies are you either live a life of choice or a life of chance. Mm. So when you get to self-awareness, what I want folks to realize is that the strategy to live your life by chance is a failing strategy. The, the strategy has to be the life of choice. You know, if you went up to a regular doctor and said to a traditional doctor, tell me, please, what is the cause of ovarian or breast cancer? Is it genetic? Is it something you inherit? Is it something like a virus that you just catch like a bug? Is it just bad luck? You're in the wrong lane at the wrong time. It's just bad luck. Or could it be your lifestyle choices? So let's go back over again. What is the cause of ovarian and breast cancer? Is it because of, you know, uh, just, you know, genetics, something you inherited? Is it because of a virus or an infection? Is it something that comes just from bad luck? Or could it possibly be lifestyle choices? What do you think 97% of physicians are going to say? Bad luck or genetics. Right. Which disempowers the patient. Right. Which doesn't give you any empowerment to get well. I mean, right. I won't be able to change the color of your eyes. I'm not going to be able to change the color of your hair. And I'm not going to be able to change who your mother and father are. I'm not going to be able to change your height.
but I, by going on a wellness program, you can change your chemistry. You can yeah. change your ability to be well and defend yourself. So yeah. self-awareness is about choice. Self-awareness is that you recognize that your successes come from your choices and your complications come from your choices. Yes. Self-awareness teaches you that your choices lead you to a path of fulfillment or they lead you to a path of frustration and, and, and unhappiness. So that's the first point is that it's not an accident that you're well and it's not an accident. Time out. So people listen to me. This is a fundamental principle of all success as a human being. Self-awareness, AKA personal responsibility. Yes. It's knowing, identifying, understanding who you are what you are made to be, who God is to you. It's, it's being connected with your mind, your body, your heart, your soul, with all of you. It's not living life by chance. It's living life by choice. It's understanding you have the power to change your life. It's understanding yes. that nothing can stop you unless you allow it to stop you. It's yes. understanding you can make all the money you want in the universe if you want to, but only if you believe and if you are aware of your individual godlike ability to choose. Exactly right. And again, you can be successful, but unless you make choices in the field of health and wellness, you won't be prosperous. Which is the second one, nutritional uh, awareness, correct? Right. So, so self-awareness is the first pillar. And it, as you pointed out, it's the best way to think about it is self-responsibility. And let me share this. Any, any healthcare reform system or any healthcare delivery system that doesn't recruit self-responsibility and self-awareness is not a healthcare system, it's a disease care system. Mm -hmm. So that's our predicament. We don't have a healthcare delivery system in our culture today because people don't take responsibility for their health. I mean, just the same thing with the virus. Most folks, if you, if you poll them, believe that if they got in touch with the virus, it could cause them illness rather than realizing, hey, if I get in touch with that virus, I'm gonna kick its butt. That's what I need you to believe, you know, by having a strong immune system. Okay, let's go to nutrition. Right. So, the second pillar is nutritional know-how. Now, this is very important because the majority of people eat inflammatory foods. So right. there's, only, there's only two things you need to know about nutrition. Very simple. I mean, I've been studying, well, two things you know as a practicing, as a, as a person trying to learn nutrition. Number one, you have to know the difference between inflammatory foods and anti-inflammatory foods. That's the only classification you want to need to have. You don't have to study proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. You don't have to study calorie counting. You don't have to sit there and look at somebody's uh, diet that, you know, you can Google diets or weight loss and have 5 million programs come up. But here's what you need to know. Because most of the programs that try to help you are not really designed to protect you from inflammation. So there are the foods are either inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. So it's very simple. It's like, it's like, it's like driving. It's like a traffic signal. There are red, green, and yellow foods. Red light, no, inflammatory. Green, yes, anti-inflammatory. Then there are a few foods in between that you have caution about that you have to be moderate about. But by and large, 98% of the foods are either inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. So a person stop? has to know that. Can we stop? Because this is we're going to touch on something that will make a lot of you mad. So I want everybody to take a deep breath real fast. Everybody just take a deep breath. Everybody hold it right up here. Hold the breath, push it up into your brain, and then just exhale right now. I need you to disconnect from the matrix for a second, for a second, and just listen, not from your mind, but listen from your heart for a second. So doc, I remember the first time you met me, you sat me down and you put a little needle, a little, what was that called? What is that? Acupuncture. 
little acupuncture needle in, 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 in my, my arm. Mm -hmm. And you do that still every time I meet you. Mm -hmm. And I remember at that time, I thought I was the healthiest dude on the planet. Like, man, I work out every day. I do my affirmations. Like life is great. <laughs> and you're like, no, man, you're, you're pretty inflamed. I'm like, what, what the hell? How could you tell? So to explain to people how you can tell inflammation just through that little needle thing that you did. Okay, well, you know, the technique I use is called pulse diagnosis to evaluate a person's immune system. Now, it's a very interesting process. You know, I always thought I was the first doctor in preventive medicine in the country because I went into preventive medicine in, you know, like I say, 1971 or so. But you see, what happened was Nixon got elected president in November of 72. And in January of 73, the Iron Curtain broke down between China and the United States. So until 1973, January, there was no cross-cultural exchange between the United States and the Orient. Now everything opens up. They found out about drugs, sex, rock and roll, Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola. We found about herbs, acupuncture, Tai Chi, yoga, meditation. That's how the, the exchange went. But mm. what I found out was that the emperor of China in 5000 BC, 5000 BC was a physician. And he described the way to evaluate a person 5000 BC to what was called pulse diagnosis. So what the acupuncture does is it activates your immune system, you see? And we're gonna talk about it activating the immune system a little later in terms of how people can do it naturally. But as a doctor, as you say, I can cut patient comes in, how you doing? Oh, they're great. Well, how you feeling? Fine. Well, how you doing? Fine. You see, well, I, you know, that doesn't give me any data. I need to know how their immune system responds and whether they have inflammation or not. So when right. I put the needle in your arm, I activate your immune system. It's like a battery charge. So I'm sure everybody knows what that's like. You've called AAA when you're in trouble. They come out, they put a couple of electrodes or a couple of things on your battery and either takes a charge or it doesn't. So when I do your acupuncture, I see if your body's charging fully or not. Mm -hmm. Now, if you charge fully, then I know you're not inflamed. But if you're charging like eight out of 10 or six out of 10 or four out of 10, then I know you're inflamed. Then I start breaking it down because I know where, you know, like in my industry, I would be the kind of guy you'd hire to find out where the oil is. If it was an oil industry, you'd hire me to find out where to dig. So once I find inflammation, I know it's coming from one of two sources. It's coming from your eating habits or your emotional life. That's Those it. That's it. Pretty simple. It. Well, there are environmental toxins, but that's really not individualized. So, okay. you know, the sun shines on everybody. You know, we're all going to deal with environmental stress, okay? But right. the two main things are that you have control over and you want to be in control of what you can control. That's key. That you can't sit there and worry about the environment. And that's not the main thing. You have control over what you put in your mouth, what you eat, and you have, you have regulation about how you feel and how you build your emotional life and how you manage stress. So okay. let's just go, let's, we'll come back to nutrition in a minute. Let's just get the four pillars. So you got self-awareness, yeah. nutritional know-how. The third pillar is physical fitness. And the fourth pillar, which is the one that seems to erode most folks is stress management. Mm -hmm. So those are your four pillars. Now let's go back to nutrition. So, if I think someone's inflamed at that point, I just ask some questions. For example, what do you have for breakfast? What do you have for lunch? What do you have for dinner? You see, it doesn't take long to figure it out. And you know. And, and I remember back then, guys, because this is when I thought this stuff was healthy. I remember, I, oh, for breakfast, I had, you know, egg whites with, uh, I don't know what. For lunch, I had a turkey sandwich. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for dinner, I had a steak and, uh, and, and vegetables. Because, you know, right. we think the bodybuilding diet is healthy. Right. I, I note to self, bodybuilders are some of the unhealthiest humans emotionally and physically alive. Just note to self. Sure. Especially so, later. Not, 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 when the, not when their warranty is on. Remember, people have a warranty in their body till they're about 35 to 40. Mm. So young athletes have warranties. Young people have warranties. But if you want an extended warranty, 
you need a program like ours, like the 10 rules of high performance living, which we'll get into a bit, a little bit later, but you want the extended warranty. You have to have a program of immune, of immune strength. Your warranty is on as a human being. That's why you see people are born well, and then they're not born with success. So they focus on how to create success, but they don't realize because they, if they don't focus on wellness, because most people are born basically healthy and are healthy until they're 30 to 40 or so. Yeah. That warranty comes off around 40. So what okay. you're saying is when you're young, you have that warranty. So you could pretty much put whatever you want in your body. Pretty much. Pretty much. But then it's going to catch up with you in later life. And that's why we're seeing people dying between the ages of really like 55 and 75. Well, that's exactly right. What happens is burnout starts between 30 to 45. And then advanced burnout comes between 45 to 55. And then from 55 to 70, there are five horses waiting for people. I tell them, which horse did you want to ride? One says diabetes. One says arthritis, one says stroke, one says coronary, one says cancer. Which horse would you like to ride? And they go, I don't want to ride any of those horses. I go, great, I don't want you to ride those horses. But you got to prevent illness, you see, which means you have to prevent the accumulation of inflammation, which means going back to our story, you have to know the difference between an anti-inflammatory and inflammatory diet. Let me tell you about inflammatory diets. What they do is they create toxic acidity, like a battery acidity, and acidity destroys tissue. Most diseases, chronic illnesses, cancer, diseases, heart failure, liver failure, kidney failure, they live in an acidic medium. They don't do well in an alkaline medium. So when you have a diet that's over acidic, that's highly inflammatory, even though you have a warranty, by the time you're in your 40s and 50s, your tissues are starting to wear down. Mm -hmm. And if you continue to eat inflammatory food, eventually you'll pay the price for it. And that's the whole point. You see, I don't like the, the great thing about burnout and early living is that everything you can, you can reverse just about everything. Mm -hmm. But if you start trying to get healthy and you're, you're 65 or 70 years old and you realize your body's inflamed, you've been diagnosed with Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or chronic heart failure or some kind of a tumor. You know, I'm not saying you can't reverse it, but it's uphill. You're talking about 13th right. hour now. I mean, by so, and large, it's yeah. very difficult. Yeah. So I don't think to deal with that. So doctor, this is where it's going to get tough because we're about to list what I think everybody eats. Okay. Give me a list of inflammatory foods. You all, okay. need, to, you all need to write this down. This is serious. <laughs> your inflammatory foods are based on the foods that cause toxic reactions in your body. Okay. So the majority of inflammatory foods are animal fats and animal proteins, meats, chicken, pork, turkey, seafood, foods like that. You know, it's Hold on, stop. Hold on, stop. This is important. So if, if, you know, if I'm quote unquote healthy based off the world's perspective of what healthy is, and I'm eating, because this was my diet before, seven egg whites in the morning, a piece of steak in the middle of the, in the middle mid morning, uh, a turkey breast, a chicken breast and some veggies and some rice for lunch, uh, and then another steak for dinner, and then protein powder, animal protein powder in the evening, you're telling me that I was straight up inflamed. I'm telling you that that program not only was straight up inflamed, as we talked about, but you're on a collision course to disease. Period. End of story. Period. End of story. But that's everybody. That's how everybody lives. That's, well, let's look at it this way. What percentage of people over 65 have chronic illness? A lot, but tell me the number. 89%. Oh, shit. How about over 75? How about 92%? How about over 85? How about 95%? But most people are horizontal by then. So, you know... I mean, you know, the point is you want to be thriving. See, my goal is for people to die well. 
I've only seen two patients die well. I mean, I've seen 75,000 patients in my career. I've only seen two people die well. They, they just died. They didn't have any suffering. They didn't have any health issues. They didn't have dialysis. They didn't go through chemotherapy. They didn't put their family through trauma. They didn't put their children through suffering. They didn't put their loved ones through suffering. They just graduated in a calm, humble way. Mm. That's the goal. Be Doc, well. Doc, how old are you, by the way? Because you feel like you're like 19. You well, feel, your energy is like you're 19. <laughs> well, if I told you that I wrote a book called My First 90 Years, would you believe it? No, <laughs> no I, I just turned 75. You just turned 75. And, and when was the last time that you missed work due to illness? Well, I haven't missed a day of work in 50 years. But I don't ever talk about health, my, my health because, you know, I don't like to jinx it. But let's just put it this way. I, I haven't missed a day of work in 50 years. Let's put it that way. Okay, beautiful. So, so what you're saying works. I know it works. Well, like I said, I've had 75,000 patients. I know it works. I mean, you can't pull the wool over my eyes, you know. Remember, we talked about different kinds of professionals. There are well-informed professionals, partially informed, misinformed, and uninformed. When it comes to health and wellness and energy, I can trust me, I'm well-informed on that. So, you know, if people want to thrive, okay, you have different kinds of people. Some survive, some exist, some strive, and few thrive. No, I'm looking for the, just like you're looking to coach people to thrive in their business life. I'm looking to help people to coach and thrive in their wellness life. But when you eat inflammatory foods, the acidity that builds up in your system causes inflammation. So let's review some of the other foods that are inflammatory. Animal fats, animal foods. By the way, you know, this Wuhan virus, you know how it started. The farmer's markets in Wuhan in China have living exotic animals. They have, they have skunks and bats and camel and snake meat. And what people were doing is they're eating the bat meat. And the bat meat, see, that virus got into people, and then it gets transmitted to other people. So that's just how crazy that one went. But by and large, most animal proteins are inflammatory. They're high in cholesterol. They're high in acidity. They have a lot of toxins in them. So a plant-based diet is much safer. There's no doubt about it that the best foods are fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds, legumes, and beans. There's no, there's, there's no doubt about it. Now, if you ask a, a real professor of nutrition, if those are the best foods, he'd say yes, but then he'd say, well, people probably won't eat like that. Well, it's just a matter of education. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're saying, when you watch television and three out of four commercials are about Kentucky Fried Chicken or going to Carl's Jr., that's what people think is appropriate. Right. Especially when we're trying to cut back in inflammation, the airways are flooded. I mean, you want to help people with, you know, to get this virus, get all that inflammatory commercials off the air. That'd be the first thing I'd do if I was in charge of the system. But the other things that are inflammatory are sugar and sweets. Mm -hmm. Junk foods, fast foods, caffeine is highly acidic and inflammatory. Whoa, Alcohol. hold on, stop. But I have coffee every day. Well, you drink coffee every day, you're going to have some issues as the time goes on. I mean, are you still drinking coffee every day? You know, I'm kidding with you. Of course I okay. don't. But, 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 okay, so as a man, what okay. could happen to me if I drink coffee every day? Okay, if you want to go into male menopause early, men go, see, all women go into menopause, but they can manage it by effectively restoring their pituitary, thyroid, and adrenal glands. But men, not all men have to go to male menopause, but men who drink caffeine, who have caffeinism, typically will go into male menopause between 55 and 65. What does that look like? Prostate dysfunction, prostate enlargements, prostate tumors, depression, and weight gain, and losing it. Once you go to menopause and male menopause, your ability to change and shift is retarded. So you, life, you have to be able to make adjustments as you go through life. You have to be able to evaluate life. 
make adjustments because we all know that no matter how strong we are, we have to deal with the unexpected and uncertainties. Now, when you get into male menopause, your ability to deal with change and unexpected stuff is really low. Once you go into, it's just like the women. The women who go through menopause who stay healthy are fine. But the women who get into what's called menopausal syndrome, like the men who go into male menopause, they have a difficult time making changes. Well, if you have a difficult time making changes in life, you're going to have some issues. So caffeineism for men produces hormone issues, prostate issues, it masks depression, and it invites male menopause, and it often causes problems in the, you know, the body chemistry, inflammation in the tissues, and that's what you know, is very, very important. In women, the caffeine tends to cause breast lumps, hormonal issues, mass depression, and triggers off more anxiety. So, you know, and it's interesting because you have about 70% of the population that's caffeine related, probably 90% of the population that's meat, animal protein related, right. and probably 80% or 85% of the population close to that, that's alcohol related. And then about 90% that are sugar related and only 15 to 20% exercise and about 2% meditate. So th those are your numbers. And so it, it's not, and that's why we have, a, a, that's why we have the crisis we have. And, you know, the other thing that's happening is that most of the chronic illnesses in the older population and that part of the population is increasing out of proportion to the rest. So that's putting a lot of pressure on the healthcare system itself. But what we're saying is if you don't want to have health issues, don't eat inflammatory food. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. I mean, I mean, if you don't eat inflammatory, okay, here, here's an interesting thing. The incidence of cancer among people that eat inflammatory food is 43%. So 40% of the general public gets cancer eating inflammatory foods. Only 1% or 1.5% of people who eat inflammatory food or anti-inflammatory foods get cancer. Now you're asking me, how do those people get cancer? Because they have so much stress that it overwhelms them. But unless you have overwhelming stress, when you're on a plant-based diet, you're, pr you're pretty well protected against a lot of the chronic illnesses. And so that's a very important point. So sugar, caffeine, alcohol, refined carbohydrates, you know, the heavy animal foods, the heavy dairy products, the butter, the cheeses, the milk. Talk to me about alcohol, because that used to be a big thing in my life. I mean, I, I, every weekend I would have tequila, I'd be drunk all the time. Uh, <laughs> and I remember that this was a big issue for me. This was something that you had to really confront me about and you had to coach me through. And I'm happy to say, I just don't, I just, don't drink alcohol anymore. Like it's, it's not a need for me. You know, Danny, I think if you remember what it came down to, as I said to you one day, I said, Danny, tell me what you want. It's your choice. You want a conscious life or an unconscious life? You want conscious living? You want to be aware of yourself? You want to develop the path of your soul? Do you want to develop the path of your heart? Do you want to develop your mind? Do you really want to be at the top of your game? You have to be conscious. You have to have self-awareness to do that. Now, the challenge is this. Highly conscious people have two qualities. Number one, they're in touch with their soul and they're in touch with spirit and they've connected from their heart and soul. The mm. second thing is emotionally, they know the difference between their thoughts, their feelings and their emotions. Mm. So basically, when you go to school, you learn how to count. Well, then you can do arithmetic. Okay. And you learn the alphabet. Well, then you can do basically, you know, write, read and write. But if no one ever taught you the difference between thoughts, feelings and emotions, your emotional life will probably be confusing. Now, what alcohol does, just like antidepressants, they prevent you from knowing the difference between those three. So when you drink on a regular basis, you're basically detaching, you're disconnecting. So right. let's put it this way. There are three types of agents that can affect the central nervous system. Central nervous system stimulants, central nervous system depressants, 
and central nervous system relaxants. Central nervous system stimulants, for example, cocaine, speed, caffeine, very toxic to your nerves. Central nervous system depressants, barbiturates, but guess what the number one CNS central nervous system depressant is? Alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember what I used to tell people every once in a while back in the day when I was busy in my practice, uh, I would get a call sometimes in the middle of the night from someone driving between Montana or Wyoming and the Canadian border. They'd call me up and say, Dr. Meltzer, I don't know what to do. I have this horrible toothache. I'm in the middle of nowhere and no doctors, no hospitals, no pharmacies. What am I going to do? My tooth is so hurting. It's driving me nuts. I said, have you passed any convenience stores? I go, yeah, there was one about 25 miles down the road. I remember there was a convenience store and a gas station. I said, go back there and ask them for a little bottle of whatever wild turkey, whatever have high alcohol, 80% proof. Get the littlest, you know, this is one of those 495 little, you know, complimentary little things you get in the hotels and gargle with it. Gargle with the alcohol. And guess what? Your pain will be gone in about two minutes. See, because alcohol is a depressant. Mm. People who drink alcohol basically are masking depression and they just, they check out. They just, it levels the playing field. So that to me, and then the effects on your liver, the effects on your brain, the effects on your heart, the effects on your emotional life. So it's just, you know, I like to do things. I don't say, I like to make decisions on the benefit to risk ratio. I try not to be subjective about it. So let's look at the benefits to the risk. Let's take meat. The benefits, it's popular, it's common, it's tasty, it's social. The risk, it increases your risk for inflammation and disease. It causes you heart disease, cancer, et cetera. Okay, let's look at alcohol. What's the benefit? It's fun, people enjoy it, it's social. What's the negative? It, det- it creates emotional bankruptcy. It makes you irresponsible emotionally. It disconnects you from your soul. It devitalizes your willpower. See, I'm not looking for that. I want benefits without risks. That's the way I play it. High benefit, low risk. I'm sure with your people that you teach how to make a living, it's high benefits, low risk, right? So it's the same thing. Whatever you ask me, butter, cheese, milk, alcohol, caffeine, it all comes down to the benefit to risk ratio. If the benefit to risk ratio is favorable, it's in. If the benefit to risk ratio is out, I'm out. So when you bring up a subject to me like alcohol, caffeine, sugar, meat, whatever, here are the variables. Does it increase my energy? Does it increase my consciousness and self-awareness? Does it increase my sensuality and my desire for sexuality or sensuality? Now, if it increases those three, I'm in. If it decreases my energy, my vitality, my awareness, or my sensuality, I'm out. Now, remember, one thing everybody has to remember, and I'm, and I'm sure you know, I've emphasized this with you, but I want to make sure you p- people know this. The only way that you know, the only way you know as a layman, as a person, that you have the right health is you're an energy millionaire. If you're not an energy millionaire, there's a glitch in the system. Right. Patients come in, oh, I'm a morning person. Oh, I'm a night person. Oh, I get going around eight o'clock at night. Oh, I got to have three cups of coffee and, you know, by middle afternoon, I'm coming on, you know? No, 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 no. You got issues. You got to wake up feeling good. And then you got to activate your immune system. Remember, the immune system is dormant. We'll get to that in a minute. It has to be activated. So when you have energy morning, noon, and night, and you're an energy millionaire, you've got the right immune system. And then as time goes on, you train to become an energy multimillionaire. And then you get to be my age, you become an energy billionaire, and then you're in good shape. You see, that's what you got to do. Now, and you know, guys, and the beautiful thing is like, look at him. Like he hasn't stopped. You know what I'm saying? And he's an energy multimillionaire. And, and I'll be honest with you, like he's got more energy than half of us on the call. And he's way older than us. 
and, and I need you to think about that, right? So Doc, let's, let's kind of start wrapping things up a little bit. Um, talk to them about the program. I mean, this is something that has absolutely changed my life. I didn't believe in meditation before. Quite frankly, I thought it was of the devil, just quite frankly. I thought it was like for weirdos and hippies and stuff like that. And, and, and you know, taking cold and hot showers and exercising every morning and exercising at night. Like, talk to okay, me about this. So, so when, when I see a person, my goal is to help them design their own individual wellness program. So basically, like, you know, when you see your financial advisor, they see you, you help them set up their program. My job is to help people set up a wellness program that has very, some, some very fundamental parts. The first part's called sunrise cleansing, and the second part's called sunset recharge. Now, what I mean by that is this. Write this down. It's very important. Your immune system's a rechargeable battery. Your immune system's a rechargeable battery. Your immune system's a rechargeable battery, which means when you charge your battery at regular intervals and endorphinize yourself, that's how you become an energy millionaire. You just can't become an energy millionaire by thinking about it. You've got to take action. So in the morning, the first hour of the day is crucial. The immune system is dormant. If you don't activate it, it's not going to be there. If you have a room that's wired for electricity, but you don't turn on the switch, there's no light. So you have to ignite the immune system. See, for me, I take a jog, I go in the ocean, I meditate, I electrify my body in the morning. I electrify it, you see? I activate it. And yeah. then by 4, 35 o'clock, I go do it again. I activate it, I work out, I take the hot and cold showers, I meditate, eat right, you see what I'm saying? So I'm activating, I'm energizing. I'm recruiting energy. I'm hitting a dormant system and I'm uncoiling it. I'm coiling it to work for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, I have a dog. It was so interesting. This morning it was, you know, there's snow on the mountain behind me here at the house. I went for a run. I was freezing, but I walked in. I was energized. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah. Yeah, you energize and you, okay, so you, your exercise, your hydrotherapy, your meditation, your nutrition, that's how we set up the first hour of the day. All this stuff is in our book, The 10 Rules of High Performance Living. So, I mean, people that are interested probably can get some of that or they want to coach or whatever they want to do it. But the first thing, the first hour of the day for your people are crucial. Then sunset's crucial too. You've got to take some time to reflect, recharge, activate. If you jog in the morning, you can do yoga later in the day. You can go to the gym later, whatever. But you got to keep charging, A, B, C. Always be charging. Right. So if you charge your body at a rate now, a lot of people come in and say, oh, well, I'm in the morning, I'm on the internet, I'm on my cell phone, I'm on the t you know, radio, I'm on the TV, I'm watching this, I'm making calls. No, no, no. Your first hour day has to be spiritualized. You got to open your mind, freshen your heart, freshen your body, lift your spirits, and get positive and create abundance and a superior mind and body set so you can take on the day with a positive approach. Once you what happens when you exercise, hydrotherapize, meditate, and eat right, you create endorphins. These endorphins make you feel right, keep you well, and strengthen your immune system. So the people who don't charge their bodies and activate their systems on a regular basis, those systems are dormant. And here's why it's critical. When you wake up in the morning, what do you got to do to get your heart started? Nothing. It's started. Right, because it's an involuntary mechanism. But your metabolism, which is your ability to burn fat, and your immune system don't come on by themselves. You have to, you have to turn on the switch for those. Right. They're not going to be there. They're there. It's they're dormant. They're there, but you have to ignite those. Mm -hmm. You gotta you gotta make time for wellness. Your wellness makes time for you. Right. So right. so you have to have a system. You have to have a design wellness plan. There'll be a sunrise cleanse. There'll be a sunset charge. The nutritional program, a stress management program, 
an attitude, a belief system, a mind-body connection, and it empowers you to stay well and continue to thrive with success and family. So guys, I don't want to overcomplicate this. And I, I, I kind of, if you're following me on Instagram, I've been posting about this stuff every day for the last year plus. So you kind of already know what to do. You just got to start doing it because I'm showing you what to do because it's what I live. I mean, this morning I told you what to do. You know what I'm saying? So just remember that. So now Doc, this is an important question. Uh, uh, and, and you talked about anti-inflammatory foods. What are anti-inflammatory foods? The best anti-inflammatory foods are fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds, legumes, and beans. Those are all anti-inflammatory. So, for example, if you had fruits and nuts for breakfast, salad and avocado sandwiches for lunch, vegetables, brown rice and tofu for dinner, lentil soup, veggie burgers, you'd be soup, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be right there. But, you know, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, nuts, seeds, sprouts, grains, legumes and beans are anti-inflammatory. Mm. So those are the main, that, that has to be the backbone of your eating habits. So, 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 so doc, so people are asking me, what, what, what do I eat? Right. What do I eat? So just little, little samples of, of what I eat. So like, for example, I, I, that's why this whole thing doesn't have me that nervous because I don't eat any meat. Right. right? So, um, so I eat like, let's say, you know, my typical dinner, typical meal, I'll get like a little piece of tofu. It comes like this. Um, uh, maybe some, uh, um, uh, some sort of, a, um, like yeah. a, a impossible burger patty. And I, I chop that up. And I grill it with some, uh, with some broccolini or, or wow, some uh, zucchini maybe, <laughs> you know, some mushrooms maybe. And then I throw in there like half an avocado. So now I'm having my protein, my carbohydrates and my fats, right? For right. dessert, I'll take two slices of Ezekiel bread because I don't like gluten either because it's inflammatory. Mm -hmm. So I'll have uh, uh, Ezekiel bread. I'll put some wonderful almond butter on it with some oh, organic uh, blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. I just have fun with my food. Uh, well, you're doing what you, look, you're having fun, but you're eating quality food. Your food selection is accurate. So when your food selection is accurate, you can have fun with it. Plus you feel good all the time. Look, if you don't create physical abundance, it'll, your body will, look, as I said, without physical wellness, if burnout sets in, it's gonna be the greatest obstacle to your success. That's why the 10 rules of high-performance living are so powerful, because they give you this, all the steps that you have to follow to, to get there. Yep, absolutely. Doc, one other thing. This was, this was a big thing that changed my life. You know, my, especially as a man, my, my, most of my, my, my adult life since I was a teenager, my mind, and this is what he's talking about, about emotional well-being, guys. My, my mind kept telling me that I needed to look a certain way to get acceptance and love from people. So I was always trying to like get a six pack or do whatever the case may be. And now I don't worry about that anymore. I just, I live my life based off of the principles that I follow every day. I meditate every day to calm my mind. I do breath work to, 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 to calm my emotions. I go out for a run every single morning on my Peloton or outdoors. Uh, um, and then in the evening I do yoga and, and, and I don't care what I look like. And then it's kind of crazy, but I look and feel great. Well, you look, you, you are doing great. You look great and you're doing a lot of things, but what you just described was you have emotional self-awareness now, yeah. you have spiritual self-awareness, you have overall self-awareness, and then you're following it up with the right actions. As a result, you're taking the right thoughts, the right actions, and you're creating a, a healing for yourself. 
yep. putting yourself in a position to be like this for the next 50 years. Can you imagine being like this for the next 50 years? That's what you got going for yourself. I absolutely can. I'm going to live to 120. That's well, the well, however long you live, I want you to be blessed with high quality energy. That's all I can say. Because you, the way you're going, but honestly, you, you, you keep this going. You're going to have this energy. You're going to be an energy millionaire, multimillionaire, have this abundance at all parts of your life. And doc, here's the craziest thing. The minute I stopped eating animal, like nothing stresses me anymore. Like I, I don't feel fear anymore. So like when the rest of the world's going around being afraid of like damn toilet paper, I'm like, who cares? Like I, it just doesn't bother me anymore. When you're connected to your heart and soul, you're able to stay positive in the face of negativity. When you're not connected within, you overreact to negativity. Mm -hmm. when, you when you have confidence and faith, you can deal with uncertainty. When you lack phys physical wellness, confidence and strength, you overreact to negativity. The reason you are the way you are is because you're grounded. You used to have a lot of wings and not a lot of roots. Now you have roots and wings. Now you're becoming this awesome man that has roots and wings and growing mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, integrating that. And that's the way you impact the virus. You impact the virus by having a complete internal military. You can't avoid it. Most folks are gonna have to face it. But if you do what you're doing, it's not gonna get you. And that's the way it's going to work. But what you're doing is you, every day you're having emotional self-awareness, learning how to feel and love and express how you feel. You're connecting you're in your meditation. You're connecting to the divine energies. You're creating divine light, divine love, divine will. Your soul is going to a higher level of awareness. Metabolically, you're eating the right foods. Physically, you're exercising every day. That's how you become a whole person. Yeah. That's how you do it. I love it. I love it. Hey, Guys. I mean, have, has this been impactful? Give me a little thumbs up or show me a little yes on the chat. Yes. Okay, good, good. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Doc, uh, I'm going to open up for some questions for everybody real fast. Uh, Doc, as you know, I have an event every year called Relentless. Um, okay. And, um, um, you know, we had to postpone it this year because of what's happening. We're going to still have the event. We just have to figure out when they're going to let us have it. But everybody wants you to come. Are you open to coming to Relentless? Where is it going to be? It's going to be here in Ontario. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll have to figure out a way to get there. When is it going to be? I'll drive you out. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> okay, I'll, well, then we're I'll send, set. I'll send a driver for you. You don't have to worry about then it. Then we're set. <laughs> okay, beautiful. All right, guys. So here's what I want to do. Uh, the name of the book, I'm going to answer a couple of questions just so we can move through these. People say, what about wine? Here's the challenge. I want you to think of the last time you had three glasses of wine, and I want you to think about how you woke up the next day. So there's your answer. Your answer is very simple. Does, does it give you energy or does it take energy away from you? And quite frankly, you already know how you feel and you already know how inflamed you get when you eat certain foods, right? I remember how like my fingers used to like get inflamed and, and like, well, back then, like my wedding ring wouldn't fit or whatever the case may be. Now look, I got like skinny ass fingers and skinny toes. Like it's, it's <laughs> the craziest thing. Even like my head is skinny. It's just, it's just weird. So, um, and then the second thing is people, remember, he talked about the AM prime and the PM prime, which means charge. you prime, right, charge, AM charge and the PM charge, which means you charge your body in the morning and you charge your body, your emotions in, in the evening. And this is every single day, Correct. every single day, right? So uh, questions, uh, what are questions? The name of the book is the, the 10 rules for high performance. You have, you have a copy of the book there by any chance? You have where a copy of the 10 rules? Where do I have it? Jordan? Hang on. Uh, Jordan? Yes, I have. I think I have it in my room. I have it in my yeah, room. I mean, the, the book and the, the I mean, the, okay, the four pillars, self-awareness, nutrition, fitness, and stress management are basics. But the, for your audience, the 10 rules of high-performance living would probably be the best one. 
because yeah. it goes into all the details. It's an interactive book. You can get it with a tape set as well or a CD set. So it's a pretty good program. It teaches you what you have to know. Good. And then where, where do they get that? Because some people said it's sold out on Amazon. How do they yeah, call see, it? It's sold out on Amazon and, and Amazon they're selling for about 105, but you know, you send, uh, I can sell them. I have them in the office. I have some, you can just call my office and send me uh, your address and stuff like that. And, you know, we sell them for like $25 for shipping and handling. So it's not Beautiful. Okay. So here's a question for someone with high, hang on one second. How do we effectively? Okay. So Brian Edwards says, how do we effectively make the switch? Brian, I think I can answer that because I've made the switch. I just decided that I wanted to live a long, healthy, vital life. I think that's where I started really. I, I made that decision, you know, and then right. I just started to be very, very conscious about my choices. Um, you know, but for me, where it all started was just, learning my emotions. So Brian, were you going to in July with me? I think that's, that's a great start, quite frankly. Doc, how, how do you make, an, how do you start making the change? Well, I think the first thing is you just have to ask yourself, what's the most important thing in your life? You have to look at your priorities. I mean, the first chapter, the first rule in 10 rules is simplify your life. So simplifying your life means that your actions are in harmony with your priorities. So you say you're healthy, you say you love God, but you spend all your time at work. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a contradiction there. Now, the truth is it takes about two hours a day to follow this program between exercise, meditation, nutritional planning, and reflection time, et cetera. So the question is, what's the most important thing in your life? If happiness and wellness and health are the most important things in your life for yourself and your family, then it's due time you have a wellness program. Now, right. if it's not that important to you, well, then obviously you're not going to make the shift. Right. But if, if, it's, if you realize that your wellness is your key to your future success, well, then you make the shift right there. So it's a decision you make based on your priorities. Okay. Uh, question, soy, is it anti-inflammatory and is protein overrated? Uh, soy is anti-inflammatory. Protein is overrated from the point of view that you need more protein. You do need protein. So, you know, where it's overrated is that most diseases, cancer, heart disease, kidney failure, liver failure, come from excess protein. Yeah. So uh, the average person needs about 40 to 50 grams of protein a day. So you can't be too high in protein or too low in protein. So protein is important, but most people are over-proteinized. Yeah, um, uh, Jason, I, I'm like at about 50 to 65 grams of protein a day. But remember, I can't stress this enough, guys. You, you won't allow yourself to do there, especially as a man. I'm talking as a man because I, I am a man. I don't know about women. But for men, we have this thing where we want muscles and we want to feel strong. That became the, my last priority. I want to live long. And so when you make that shift, bro, that, that's when it really, you start just, to make just, You know, I have a number of vegan bodybuilders in my practice. They're awesome. Oh, okay, cool. They're awesome. I mean, it, it, isn't, it isn't the kind of protein, it's the amount of protein. It's just mm -hmm. that people, you just have to know how to get your plant protein if you're going to be a bodybuilder. But no, you can, you can be buffed and you can look like a world-class bodybuilder. I have a number of them in my practice, you know, and they're, they're a vegan. So no, no, that's, that, you, you need protein, but you, you don't want too much protein. Let me put it that way. And you don't want the wrong kind of protein. Got, that's it. Got it. I love it. Okay. So great question here. For someone with high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, that's a lot. How fast can the body bounce back from any damage that had been done to the body? by the mentioned diseases? Well, again, it depends on the age and the willingness of that person to go on the plan, but under well hand, good supervision, typically the way I think of it is if for every year you have a predicament, there's, it takes about three months for healing. So let's say they've had this problem for two to three years, it would probably take them about nine months of training to get out of it. Mm. But you know, for every year you have a condition, it's about three months of healing. 
if you want to reverse it in good hands. Okay. But if you want to, you, there's diabetes, hypertension, it's, it's reversible in the early stages, even in the moderate stages. You just can't wait until it starts causing you kidney disease and heart attacks and stroke to try to, to turn it around. Got it. Okay. But you got to so, get it early. So my friend Colton asks, uh, what role does intermittent fasting play? You know, intermittent fasting is a technique that people use to try to lose weight and clean out their body. You know, I believe the, the best way to do it is go on a cleansing four times a year. And in our per nutritional program, we have four gears, cleansing, detox, maintenance, and super cleansing. Super cleansing is the fasting. So I think it's appropriate to cleanse, like for example, before the seasonal changes and one day a week. But you know, it depends on what you're doing after your episodic fasting. If in between episodic fasting, you're eating inflammatory food, it's self-defeating. So it would depend on the person. For example, if they don't eat anything all day and have something at night, that's foolish. If you want to have a smoothie in the morning and, and just have, you know, herb teas and broth and some smoothies during the day, that's fine. But I don't think, you, before you do intermittent fasting, you better be sure when you come out of it and before you go into it that you're, you're eating anti-inflammatory food. Mm -hmm. Because most people don't. They intermittent fast, then they go back and have their chicken and their, you know, their dairy and their meats and their fish and their pork and, you know, so they're intermittent fasting, but in, then they're, and then they're putting inflammatory food in. Right. So it's not it. as effective. Got it. What are the four pillars again? Uh, Self-awareness, nutritional awareness, physical fitness, and stress management. Those are the four pillars. Yep. Uh, what is the number of the office? Claudia, if you look up, we sent it. Uh, how do you sign up to doctor's program? Look up, we sent the phone number. Okay. Uh, and then uh, my, my website, maketimeforwellness.com is, is in revision, but in about two to three weeks, it should be ready to do some extra coaching on it. But uh, make, make you know, I think, I think, the ten, the, in, okay, let me just quickly go through your 10 rules of high performance living. Rule one is simplify your life. Rule two is lighten up your life. Rule three is take charge of your life. Rule four is acquire the habits of happiness instead of the habits of anxiety. Rule five is cleanse your body regularly. Rule six is how to maintain nutritional balance. Rule seven is physical fitness. Rule eight is heal your soul. Rule nine is define your purpose in life. And rule number 10 is the most un-American of all, how to live a balanced life. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, a, and it, guys, look, it's so crazy. You know, this last year and a half for me has been such a transitional shift for me. And, and it's interesting because it's like, you know, all I want is the best for people. I just want the best for people. I'm just crazy enough to do whatever it takes to like, to get the best in life. And it's the exact opposite of what the matrix teaches you. You know, that's the problem. And so now you can see like this stuff makes sense. What I've been trying to tell you guys all this time, there's the beautiful book, the 10 rules of high performance living. Yes, absolutely. And, and so this is a big one because you know, whenever there is excess weight, I, I like, I already know what it is. It's due to emotional discomfort and emotional stress. And it's due to nutritional uh, uh, um, imbalance. And so, Doc, somebody asks, you know, what if we're like, you know, obese, overweight, can you help? And, and I, my answer to that is, it's not can he help, it's can you help? Because you got to be the one to do the work. Doc just shows you what to do and then you got to do it. And personally, Doc, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you showed them everything to do on this call so far. Would you agree? Well, I, I hit on this subject. Here's the art of it. You have to design a daily plan. You know, mm -hmm. there is some, you know, in other words, just like I'm sure for your folks in real estate, you have a system and they have to have a, they follow a system to make, to generate the income they want to generate. 
So there is a system they have to learn. Yes, we've covered all the subjects. We just have to put them in order, basically, in the system. But, you know, I mean, you, your point is well taken. Mediocrity breeds mediocrity. In this world today, if you're ordinary or mediocre, you're going to get passed by. So you have to have superior wellness, superior immune powers, and then hopefully it will go on and have superior success. Right. But it comes from, it comes from hunger. It comes from ambition. You got to be hungry. You got to want it. You got to yeah. be ambitious. And then you got to learn what you got to do. I mean, I wanted to be a surgeon, so I had ambition, but I had to go to medical school. I mean, you got to train. You can't just, you know, it doesn't come from the air. You got to train. Absolutely. Okay. I love it. So next, uh, is there any advice for regenerating nerve damage that has already occur occurred like Bell's palsy? And remember, I had a friend that I sent to you with uh, multiple sclerosis. That's another one, right? You know, in the early stages, there's lots you can do. Again, by the, just remember these things. By the time people are symptomatic of a serious illness, the illness can be underlying for two to three years in an asymptomatic stage. So if I saw a patient with Bell's palsy, the day they got Bell's palsy, that patient would be well within 21 days because I would know exactly how to detoxify them. But if it's been there for years, it's a little trickier. There are things you can do for it. It just depends on the extent and degree of the issue. So in the early stages of nerve damage, there's a lot you can do. If you, let it, if you go see the neurologist and he doesn't do anything or just gives you, you know, uh, something to temporize the situation, Neurontin or something like that, and years and years go by, that makes it a little more difficult. But in the early stages, you can reverse nerve damage, yes. Got it. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, let me see the four pillars. Does soy have too much? Does soy have too much estrogen for men? Not really. It's it's a phytoestrogen. You know, that's a misleading point. You know, the meat industry tries to make you think that soy has too much estrogen because it's very difficult to be a plant based eater and not have soy. Right. The way the phytoestrogen and soy are trace estrogens. It's just it's it has no impact on your masculinity. None. Okay. Zero. Okay. By the way, guys. Keep in mind, everything he says today, it's making sense to you. Is it resonating? Yes or no? Like, you don't have to research it. You don't have to. It feels like the truth, right? And this is very important. The media, the meat industry, everything out there, they've been controlling this so far that they've been knowing how to manipulate your thoughts. This just instinctively feels like the truth. That's your higher self being connected to truth and telling you wake up because this is the real deal here okay so very important that you, you understand that very good uh, point yeah very good point. um if i'm taking protein shapes what's the best type as long as it's not animal based what about well, vegan you protein? Be, yeah you, you want to be sure that it's plant-based it's pea protein or something like that not the whey protein that most plant most see whey protein clogs your filters now remember the reason you catch a virus is that your filters, your lymph and your bloodstream are clogged and stagnant. So if you eat too many dairy products, you know, what's killing me sometimes is I'll go to the store the other day, you know how they run on all the products. There's no milk in the stores. Well, milk is one of the worst things you can do if you want to, you want to catch the virus, drink a lot of milk. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to be careful to just make sure you're eating the right foods. Yep. Somebody says, should women not have too much soy? But I think we answer that with men. It's the same thing. Yeah. The women in Japan, have a very low incidence of breast cancer. The women in Japan that moved to the United States had the same incidence of breast cancer the American women have because they eat a lot of chicken and coffee and they drink a lot of wine. So the women in Japan who eat mostly soy-based products have much lower incidence of breast cancer till they come to the United States. Yep. No, tofu is anti-cancer. It's a very, it's, soy is a great food. Yep. And I probably have tofu four or five times a week. Yeah. Uh, what tempeh and seitan, yeah, yes, the answer is yes, great shift. Hemp seed. I had lung scar tissue chemicals from pneumonia. 
can this help heal that? Absolutely. I mean, again, it will depend on the rest of your lung. Your lung can handle a few scars as long as the rest of your lung is fine. But if you have an inflammatory lifestyle, that's a different story. So it all depends on how you take care of yourself. If you build your immune system, nurture your, think of yourself as a military, train, condition, discipline, have fun doing it, enjoy it, be passionate about it, learn every day, discover new things about yourself, get into mental and emotional growth. As long as you have that relationship with life and yourself, you're going to be fine. Yep, absolutely. Guys, I have like 80 questions, so I can't answer them all, so I'm going to move fast. Herbs, yes. For someone that needs inflammatory suppression through supplements while they make the diet changes, what would you recommend? No, I don't. Again, it would depend on their condition. I'd have to evaluate that person. There's, there, there, there are anti-inflammatory herbs, but you know, exercise, meditation, and the right foods are the most anti-inflammatory things you could do. Okay, uh, great info, but for those who have been eating terrible for so long, what does your day-to-day -day look like in terms of meals? If you have been drinking coffee, what did you switch to instead of caffeine? <laughs> Not, there's no switch. You just Well, you have to go through some withdrawal there. I mean, that's yeah. just the thing. I mean, you know, you, there, you can, uh, if you eat protein every couple of hours, like celery sticks and almond butter, it mitigates the withdrawal. But, you know, again, it's just, a, what, what is your priority? That's the question you have to ask this person. How important is wellness to them? How much do they want to be well? And then you follow through from that desire. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very important. How much for coaching? How much for coaching? It yeah. depends on it depends what they need to be coached. You know, we have a pretty standard program. I mean, you know, people have to have their immune systems evaluated. And once their system is evaluated, I know kind of power they have, then I can figure out what to do with them. So it's, it really depends on the person. Uh, how does CBD help your system? It's somewhat anti-inflammatory, you know? I mean, it depends how you use it, whether it's in an oil or in a, in a cream or something like that. I mean, even the herb itself, uh, we depend on, but if there are certain conditions, arthritis, rheumatism, certain skin conditions, joint pain, stiffness, where the CBD oil is anti-inflammatory. Got it. Kimberly, I already know the answer is yes, but will eating differently help with immune disorders such as extreme psoriasis? Absolutely. Psoriasis is an inflammatory overacidic disorder. It comes from the wrong foods and too much emotional stress, typically buried anger. A lot of buried anger that's, uh, that's beneath the surface. In other words, the old saying, it's gotten under your skin. So you've got to change your eating habits and have a new approach to your emotional life. Yeah. Can this program help someone with lupus? Lupus is an autoimmune disorder. We've seen many, many patients over there with lupus. Of course it can. Lupus is a vasculitis. Again, it's an inflammatory disorder. See, all diseases are a result of oxidative stress, which is rusting. Yeah. So, so rusting is caused by inflammation. This is not the, 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 only, the only way you can get illness is inflammation. Now, if you hit by a car, that's inflammation too. But by and large, it's nutritional toxins and emotional toxins that mess you up. Yeah. So guys, all disease, all, all, you guys keep asking about specific diseases and illness. The answer is yes. Yes. Yes, it'll help. Yes. All illnesses are caused by inflammation, oxidative stress. I don't know how to say this other than there's no, there's no disease that's going to hit me. I, I don't have any inflammation in my body. It's like, it's impossible. It's not, you know, be, be, I mean, be yeah, but, I, I don't think you have it, but, but you know, we, we got to be humble about it. When you got the power, you got the success. You know, I, I think you're on the right track. I, I agree with you. But I just, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen, but I don't like to talk about it. Let's put it okay. Okay. Got it. Good. I get a little, uh, I get a little excited, excited sometimes. <laughs> I'm just trying to share with you guys oh. that, the, the program works. It, it's, it's just think of, you know, yeah, the program it's works. Look, it's empowering your folks to be successful at business and successful in life so they can prosper. 
What's the point of being successful in business and not prospering in health and happiness? It doesn't make sense to me. Right. Absolutely. Right. If you're going to put all your focus into success and nothing into health, you're not going to have what you want at the end. You're going to, you know, the old saying, I mean, you told me once that, who was it? The Dalai Lama, you gave me that quote, that you spend your whole life building money so that mm -hmm. when you're ill, you can afford to take care of yourself. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. No. What's the best direction to reverse for fatty liver, non-alcohol related? The best way is to go through an aggressive detoxification, which would require cleansing, nutritional cleansing. A very, very simple thing to do. Just have to go into the cleansing phase and stick with it. And all that's, you know, pretty much individualized how you cleanse. But by and large, it would require a lot of detoxification, but it can be done. Somebody's brought this up twice now. Uh, somebody says, you know, I tried going vegan, but didn't work for me. I, I got to be honest. Like, I remember I tried going vegan before and it like, quote, didn't work for me either. Now it works for me. Great. What do you, th what do you think about that, Doc? I think it's a consciousness thing. You see, in other words, it's like a commitment. You know, every when I first started studying uh, yoga back in the, you know the early seventies, it'd be it'd be chapter eight on yoga, uh, yoga and nutrition. Uh, the pathway to higher consciousness is a vegetarian diet. Oh, okay, let me get another book. Yoga and chapter fourteen, nutrition. Uh, the pathway to cosmic consciousness through a plant-based diet. Okay, let me try another book. Chapter nine, yoga and nutrition. The pathway to cosmic and higher consciousness through a plant-based diet. So. I mean, scientifically, and the wise men of India that have been around thousands out here passing this information down. I'm passing information down that I've discovered from wise people, the, the you know, the rishis, R-I-S-H-I-S, the rishis of, of ancient India, not the feather India, the dot India, that, you know, pass down this information to everybody. And, you know, this is, this is the way it is. Like you say, it's the truth. It's just the way. So it, it's, it's based upon lots and lots of years of thousands of years. Yeah. Doc, the way I could best describe it is when I tried it in the past and it quote unquote, like didn't work for me, uh, my, my, my mental and emotional harmony wasn't there. Right. It wasn't there. So my mind was racing. My emotions were out of whack. Ah, I need meat. Boom. I would go right back to meat. Right. See, now, that, what happens to some people is they don't combine their proteins properly. So if you're going to be plant-based diet, they have to understand, for example, tofu and mushrooms make a complete protein. See, eggs and meat are a complete protein. In plant-based protein, you have to combine. You have to combine corn and beans, avocado and salad. You see what I mean? Almond butter with toast. You have to have tofu and mushrooms. You have to know how to combine it. So you have to know how to combine your foods. Then you're safe. But if you don't know how to combine your foods, it could be an issue. Yeah, got it. What about children's? It can be very hard to get the kids, kids to eat vegetables. Well, you start out making soup for them. You should, like a bean vegetable soup, a, a noodle bean, like a minestrone soup with whole grain noodles, beans and vegetables. You gradually work them into it. And by the time they're six or seven, you make sure that they have their salad first before they have the rest of their meal. Yeah. Got it. It's just monkey see monkey do. It's a monkey see monkey do. If that's how you're living, that's how the kids are going to live. You can't have your kids be one way and you do something else. So you do it, they'll do it. Yep. Um, Santo says, is there a drink I can switch to in place of coffee? I drink uh, uh, lemon ginger or turmeric and green coffee mm -hmm. all day long. I mean, tea, tea, all day long. All day long is what I drink. Yeah, that's perfect. Again, uh, you know, it just takes a little bit of, of strength and focus to come off of caffeine, but it's well worth it. Yep, absolutely. It, it, it masks depression. People are using it to get to escape. Gives them stimulus. work like alcohol. Everybody wants to know if, if it's okay to smoke weed. Weed's much safer than alcohol, absolutely. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I do, I smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I live in California. Doc, Doc is a, yeah, yeah.
Doc is a little. I, I think it helps you relax. It helps you in your, in your meditation. But it get, you know, here's the thing. When you smoke weed, whatever you're experiencing, you have to get in touch with it. When you drink alcohol, you can get away from what you're going through. Mm -hmm. So people drink to get away from what they're feeling and people smoke weed to get in touch with how they're feeling. So that's the difference. Yes. No to the Spanish services because he doesn't speak. Do you offer Spanish services? Me puedo hablar español, pero es depende de la persona. Okay, good. Según la persona, me puedo hablar. Is coconut oil good for you? At times. I mean, it's, it's overrated. It's not bad for you. I mean, it, it's, not a, it's not a problem if you want it. What about Parkinson's disease? Parkinson's disease, again, it's a degenerative neuromuscular, neuro, neuro, a degenerative neurological disorder, oxidative stress, progressive inflammation, nerve damage. Got it. Same thing. Uh, read somewhere your birthday is in March. That's correct. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate uh, it. Drink a lot of kombucha. Is that bad? No, it's fine. Especially, it depends on your digestive system. If you have good digestion, you don't really need it. But if you have elimination issues or some indigestion, it helps. Okay, so what do you do when things aren't sexy anymore, but it's good for you and you have to continue? What's that mindset like for you? Well, I mean, again, it, you have to go into your heart and soul. I mean, to me, you know, sexy is a very individual thing. If you're passionate about something, if you're, you're excited about something, if you're enthusiastic about something, that becomes sexy, okay? So health, by and large, isn't quote-unquote sexy, but power is. Power is sexy. So yeah. you think of it as immune power, that you're building a machine, you're building an empire for yourself. You're building a dynasty that can't be broken down by viruses or stress or illness. That's how you have to look at it. You're building an empire, a wellness empire. To me, that's sexy. Yeah. Uh, I'm sexy. Gonna go get, power, power is sexy. Yeah, I'm gonna go get the tease because somebody's asking about that. Any book recommendations for vegan beginners? You know, I mean, uh, I think my book, The 10 Rules of High Performance Living, gives you the basics of the cleansing and maintenance foods uh, it's just probably the best thing you could do. There are a lot of books out there. Uh, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, PCRM, has a vegetarian starter kit. But, you know, I, I think the 10 rules pretty much would give her, you know, get you in the right direction there. Yeah. Um, these are the teas, guys. And this is my favorite brand, Organic India. This is Tulsi Turmeric Ginger. Wow. This is, uh, let, oh, Doc, you would love these. Uh, Check one of those out, yeah. Yeah, these are, uh, I'll bring you a box the next time I see you. And, okay, then, this is, and then this is uh, uh, Tulsi Green. Well, and look at they, these guys. They look pretty yogi, these guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a straight up hippie now, guys. Straight, 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 straight <laughs> up. Hippie yogi. Yeah, straight up hippie yogi. An aspiring, a, a, an ancient hippie that's an aspiring yogi. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Absolutely. Okay, uh, let's see, smoke weed, thoughts on the buzzer. Can you give us the down on sprouts benefits? Uh, can you give us the low down on sprouts benefits outweigh the seed risks? Yeah, the benefits are far exceed the risk. You know, there's very few sprouts that are, that are hazardous. So yeah, alfalfa sprouts, mung sprouts, bean sprouts, wheatgrass sprouts, they're all good for you. Got it. Okay, everybody's saying, Doc, we love you because you smoke weed. <laughs> well, I'll thank you for you Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. What are your thoughts on... Uh, metformin for inflammation and anti-aging. Metformin? What is that? Is that a Metformin pill? is a medication they use, the diabetic doctors describe. Again, it's missing the boat. Yeah. No medication can take care, substitute for your lifestyle. Let me tell you again, medications treat symptoms. They don't treat the underlying condition. So while you're taking your metformin, your diabetic condition is progressing. That's the problem with drug therapy. It doesn't treat the cause of the problem. It just treats the symptom. 
Yeah. Is, one, one condition that's 100% reversible by diet, and most conditions are a combination of nutritional toxemia and emotional stress. But the one condition that's almost 99% nutritional is diabetes. There's no need for metformin. That's, that, that's a hoax. That's a fiasco. All you've got to do is shift your eating habits. That, that, that's the one thing you can, you don't need metformin, but tell, go, go tell that to your regular doctor. He doesn't know that. Yeah, they don't know, guys. No, they don't know that. They're, well, they, you, you can only, they're trained a different way. They're not trained to fix. They're not trained to heal. They're trained to treat. Now, see, here's the difference. I'm a results-oriented doctor. Most doctors are not results-oriented. They're treatment-oriented. So if they treat you, that's, they, they feel like they treated you, mm -hmm. regardless of the result. So here's metformin. Well, it's not going to get you any result, but you've been treated. Right. It, it gives you temporary symptom relief. doesn't right. treat the underlying condition. Right. Not at all. Uh, guys, Claudia just texted me this picture for you guys to help with anti-inflammation, oregano oil, turmeric, mm -hmm. ginger, garlic. Yeah. Great. Great um, stuff. This is all great stuff that you can do as well. I posted a video the other day on the, the herbs that I take every morning with a, with a, a lemon and, and hot water. Uh, here's another one. If nursing, and we're almost done. If nursing a baby, is there any part of your system I wouldn't be able to do or supplements that I would need to take? When you're nursing a baby, you have to have more protein. So what I do is I give my pregnant women who are, you know, the mother of the feeding babies, I give them high protein shakes with almond butter, almond milk, Revita, the spirulina supplement we use at the office. Uh, you know, uh, soy milk, you just have to give them a little more protein while they're doing that. Okay. But let, let me, let me make it real simple. You need to have an active exercise routine. You need to try to live in the SFZ. What's the SFZ? SFZ, Sam Fred Zebra, the stress-free zone. You got to learn how to live in a, the lower stress-free zone. And then you have to know how to avoid anti-inflammatory foods. So most professional coaches know that they're coaching a team. The team loses because of turnovers. So let's talk about the three main, four main turnovers, the wrong attitude, the wrong belief system, lack of exercise, inflammatory foods, and high stress. Those are your turnovers. You've got to eliminate. You've got to learn how to live in a lower stress zone. I like to call it the stress-free zone as best you can. You eat no inflammatory foods, you work out, and you have an abundant attitude and an abundant focus, and you try to make a difference in people's lives, and you live positively, and you, that's how you do it. That's anti-inflammatory. I think we need to end with that. I think we need to end with that. Um, Doc, thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, I'm talking to you on Monday. Uh, of, of course, we're going to see you at Relentless. Whatever it is, I don't know. I will be hey guys, there. Let's give Doc a round of applause. Let's, let's send them a little virtual high five or something. And, and let me tell you, folks, work on your immune system. Then there's nothing to be afraid of with this virus. But you got to build and boost your immune system. Because you have to... There's only certain measures to prevent the spread of the virus, but your job is to prevent the impact of the virus by having immune power. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You have nothing to be afraid of, guys. Now you have the, the material. Now, now it's time to go do the work now, right? Tomorrow morning, get up Fine. and do your AM Prime. This evening, start with having a little bit of a different vegetarian meal. Uh, gentlemen, for the gentlemen out there, there's an app called Fit Men Cook. Fit Men Cook. Uh, and it's got awesome vegetarian uh, 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 um, recipes that you can yeah. start doing. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's awesome. And I mean, I remember back 45, 50 years ago, we used to have to make tofu overnight. It took us 12 hours to make tofu. Wow. Put the soybeans in a pressure cooker, let them heat all night long, worrying about the thing popping up while the kids are around. And then in the morning, you take your soybeans and you put it through a, 
a blender makes soy milk, and then you put the soy milk through a cheesecloth, and at the bottom comes soy curd or tofu. It take us 12 to 14 hours to make tofu. So nowadays, vegan nutrition is all over the world. My daughter just came back from Europe. She said it's all over the world. There's a vegan movement all over the world now. Yeah, yeah. What's happening, guys, is there's a consciousness happening. You know, the, the, the Kobe thing, the, the fires, the coronavirus, there's a, the, the, the veil of unconsciousness is being dropped and we're all of a sudden starting to be able to see. So please understand, this is a very spiritual thing that is happening, right? Very. And, very. And if you just need to become aware of what's happening. Nothing is happening like to you. This is happening for you. You were here for a reason. You were, right. you were picked to be on this conversation, to hear this advice. Now it's up to you to do something about it, right? Very well said. Awesome, guys. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon, Doc.